0: This thing on because it's getting ready to be on. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Greg Perkookie. I'll be your host. Your guest today is Paul Bonaro of Oath, formerly Yahoo. Their success story of ours. We helped attract the data center to Lockport uh, a, a couple of years ago, and now Paul gets to tell us the story of why Buffalo is good for data centers for advanced business services companies and why Oath is still succeeding. So, thanks for listening. Hope you guys enjoy it And rate us on iTunes. So, uh, for those that don't know, what is Oath?
1: So, Oath is... Um, it's a business that resulted from the combination of, um, of two businesses. Uh, the former uh, Yahoo and AOL. Verizon had purchased... Um, AOL several years ago and last year in 2017 they closed on purchasing uh, Yahoo so uh, similar businesses they combine those two companies and Oath is the uh, the house of brands that's the result of that.
0: And what's your role with the company?
1: So I'm the vice president of data center operations for the US. So we have uh, data centers where all the, the computers live that, that operate all these, these uh, websites and brands and uh, those locations uh, are international and in the US and and I oversee the, the locations in the US, uh, including Lockport, New York.
0: Right, which is what we're here to talk about, right, yep. <laughs> going in uh, Western New York. So you you started with then Yahoo, right when they came to Western New York, right?
1: That's right, yeah, uh, 2010 uh, is when I started, and, and my first day, I was the first person on the construction site that was um, a Yahoo employee full time, and um, that was about halfway through construction.
0: Yeah. And- so what's it been like to see the data center in Lockport grow and, and change as one of the first people there and, and now still there today?
1: It's, re- it's really amazing. It started out, um, you know, the building itself was a bit of an experiment. Um, so the fact that the operations have been uh, successful are a testament to the team we have there. Um, but uh, also the, um, you know, the team that operates the building is not uh, the largest team in Lockport so that the, the Network Operations Center and Global Service Desk and customer care groups have all uh, been established and grown there as well and they've they've spawned other teams around them. So that's been my favorite part of what's happened there is not only is the, the core group that needs to be there to operate the data center uh, been very successful, but the teams around them have been uh, extremely successful and have grown quite a bit as well.
0: All right. So. How big is the team? At the Lockport facility, like yeah. how many people do you employ?
1: So we started out in 2010. There was about 75 people at the time, and now, uh, now there's over 200.
0: Oh so, no. yeah. So how have you guys done? How have you managed uh, attracting and hiring talent, and specifically, you know, tech talent?
1: Yeah, like the original team was, you know, super excited about the project. Uh, we were able to attract, uh, you know, top talent from the you know, professional uh, market. Also, a lot of new hires. Uh, straight out of uh, local colleges, and um, it's continued to become, uh, you know, as as we've grown those teams around uh, the original functions, uh, we've continued to to build relationships with you know different pipelines for talent, um, and and you know Western New York, uh, there's you know for our team anyway, uh, retention is very good, not a, not a lot of turnover, so we're we're able to kind of grow the people on our team into. Uh, more more senior roles and we've been able to to backfill them um, with people out of these these different pipelines and that's been very successful it's taken a lot of work to establish those pipelines it's not a, there's no silver bullet there right um, but but there are uh, you know partners in the region you know the universities and colleges and uh, community colleges that, that definitely want to to partner with the businesses and we try and be as proactive as we can to to let them know what we're looking for and and, and the results have been have been very good, uh, but it but it has taken a lot of work to
0: do that. Yeah. So, are you hiring? Is it engineers or you know what types of, of job titles are you most often hiring for?
1: Yeah. So there are um, the range of, of functions um, in Lockport will um, you know go from you'll be hiring uh, computer science majors out of college. Um, or, or that work in, uh, you know, uh, related fields professionally. There's a lot of, uh, you know, people with background in computer hardware, you know, IT hardware and networking uh, skills. We'll also hire electricians and mechanics to to operate the buildings. Um, and there are there are other groups that are really just looking for people with uh, real world experience and you know operations in IT where a lot of our groups are. are kind of reactive in nature to what's going on with our network and having to triage and respond to that. So uh, they'll pull from a wide variety of backgrounds um, and, and you know, it's a a great uh, place to work. I think from the perspective that once people start and it's a, you know, big international company, but we, you know, we've got a kind of an office in Lockport with culture. And um, so people start there and they really get an opportunity to show what they can do. And it's once you're once you're in a company like that, you've you've proven to be successful, and you're working at a high level, uh, you can advance pretty quickly in the ranks, and you know through different groups or or different uh, opportunities within a group. And then there's mobility, um, you know, geographically too. So we've had people start in Lockport, move into other offices. We've had other people um, that were in other offices move to Lockport for for more senior positions or manager positions and things like that. So you know that mobility, I think, is a huge attraction too. When people start in Lockport, um, you know, within four or five years, you could have done two or three different things and then have opportunities all throughout the company if you want to pursue that, which is, right. I think that's one of the things that's kind of unique in the area uh, from from that IT perspective is that you can kind of grow up and out, you know, and, it, and it's it's unlimited as to what you can do.
0: Yeah, and it, it sounds like it's a balance of, like, those hard skills learned in school and the soft skills of, you know, putting out fires or you know being able to communicate and things like that help people move up as well right
1: that's right if you know we're looking for some very basic uh uh you know fundamental skills and some of the it jobs you know and and uh you know if people can can be proficient in that and come in and hit the ground running um and then they they prove to, to adapt well to that environment and, and move fast and um you know have success there uh really you
0: know sky's the limit so you guys, do you find a lot, or a strong pipeline from like UB and RIT and some colleges like that, Alfred?
1: Yeah, so we, we've, uh, you know, we have uh, a lot of graduates from UB, we had a lot of graduates from RIT originally, the original team was uh, pretty pretty heavy um, with RIT graduates, uh, and a lot of them are still there, Yeah. Uh, doing really, really well. Um, we're in Niagara County, so uh, Niagara University, Niagara Community College, we have relationships with them, um, we just had... An event on our campus for our employees to pursue additional uh, education at some of these uh, institutions so we invited uh, some of the, the schools I mentioned uh, came on site uh, Empire State uh, came on site um, and presented to to folks on our team what they could do to pursue advanced degrees or or different skills uh, with coursework and things like that so uh, the continuing education is obviously a big deal in IT things change very fast um, also people who, who have excelled at the, the function of their job but then are offered uh, leadership opportunities might want to pursue different skills that they can, you know, obtain through the school. So, uh, yeah, we've invited them in, and, and you know, it's, it's like I said, we've tried to, uh, you know, put out a broad net and uh, let as many people know as possible what we're looking for, um, kind of match it up uh, with, with what they can offer and, um, you know, uh, leverage, leverage the whole network.
0: Right. So I think you mentioned it very briefly earlier. Um, when Yahoo was looking to place this new data center, uh, one of the things that they looked at for Western New York was our climate.
1: Yeah.
0: And you mentioned kind of like almost an experiment or at least on this scale of what the, the actual facility and the buildings are like. Can you tell people that might not know a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So first of all, a data center, for, for those who wouldn't know, is just uh, it's a you know in our case it's a you know large uh, large uh, buildings that are filled with computers, um, you know high end servers uh, and networking equipment to connect them to the internet, um, and that's what does all the processing behind uh, anything you do on the internet really. Um, and in our case, uh, we're large enough where we actually need to own and operate our own buildings to do it effectively, cost effectively, and things like that. So. Um, when you have that many computers in a, in a concentrated area, the the two things that uh, they need most are continuous power. We don't want uh, the power to ever go out so that we can offer our services constantly. If you're going to check your mail, we don't want it to not be there. Or uh, set my fantasy line <laughs> Fantasy is a big deal right now, absolutely. We avoid uh, impacting fantasy at all costs. Um, so power is a big deal, and also uh, those computers... Uh, know essentially are just you know giant electric heaters too so we've got to cool uh, those those servers so uh, power and cooling are a big deal um, one of the things that makes well the thing that makes our building unique and was one of the first of its kind in scale is we've got tens of thousands of computers in Lamport, Um but we don't use any mechanical cooling we don't use any air conditioning to cool that space um, and this was a, a new concept in, in 20 you know 2009 2010 um, where Yahoo had uh, its own engineers working with some partners, had, had done a mock-up in a warehouse where they used dry ice and a couple of you know computers and fans and things like that to, to test their theories. Uh, and then the next thing they did was build you know a $100 million building in Lockport and, <laughs> and hand us the keys and say, make it work. Um, so we don't have the air conditioning to turn on when it gets really hot to cool these uh, computers, but we have uh, fans to bring air in and we have evaporative cooling which is uh, essentially like spraying mist on yourself on a hot day it kind of cools the air around you so those are the, the two things we we leverage uh, to cool the space um, the computers are tolerant of, of high temperatures you know usually you know they don't think much of uh, 95 or 100 degrees um, if it gets that extreme we don't get that extreme uh, you know and and you know if you want to deploy this concept you need an You need a climate to do it and and um, you know wouldn't wouldn't work very well in South Carolina or or Georgia or somewhere you know climate like that so uh, they were really looking for a geography where they could deploy um, uh, this this technology and you know Western New York has a climate that's uh, very temperate very uh, suitable to this uh, approach Um, and I mentioned power earlier power is a big deal Uh, and and you know the, the the team at Yahoo worked with the state and New York Power Authority, and uh, you know, got access to hydropower, which is a, a big deal. Um, when you have that much power, we're talking uh, tens of megawatts of power going into a building. Um, you know, the company' uh, social goals really, uh, you know, steered us towards renewable energy. And our two biggest data centers in the U.S. are in Quincy, Washington, and Lockport, New York, and both of those are, are major hydro markets. Um, so that's been we've been very fortunate in that respect too. So. Uh, really unique concept to uh, make a data center without mechanical cooling work uh, but eight years in we've got all kinds of data to show that uh, it's been a huge success we've expanded um, we have just complete we're completing our fifth expansion at the location in Lockport. we're on to our sixth we've also deployed the technology in Quincy Washington uh, Quincy is a lot hotter but it's very dry it's kind of high desert climate so that evaporative cooling works very well there. Uh, it'll drop the temperature a lot more than it would, would in our, our climate. We're only using it here for maybe uh, 100 or 400 hours a year. So that's, that's, that's the only, you know, we only use it when we get above 85 degrees Fahrenheit. And uh, you know, so, so we kick that in and it, and it works very well. And we've got data to prove that that doesn't have a detrimental effect on the, on the IT hardware, which is the big concern that you know, we'd be burning up processors and memory and things like that. Uh, that's not the case at all and it's that's been a a major win for us
0: yeah and they two things one uh my fantasy team doesn't need a power outage to (laughs) implode like it's doing that on its own (laughs) and two uh they studied like a hundred years of of weather data prior to even implementing it to to make sure that it was going to work and now you have you know years of it actually working in practice right
1: that's right yeah you you know you you, you can't have a bad day. Um, <laughs> so, so they look back uh, pretty far at the weather history and all the locations where uh, we installed uh, this kind of uh, data center. And uh, it's, it's proven to be, um, you know, we've had some extreme days on, on both ends of it. Um, you know, everybody thinks about cooling as the major concern. Uh, I mentioned 100 to 400 hours a year where we actually have to do some cooling. There's thousands of hours a year where we actually have to heat the building right we don't want to heat that mechanically either so we capture all the heat off the back of the servers and on a normal hot summer day we're we're letting that just rise out of the top of the building uh, because of its unique shape uh, it got its inspiration from a chicken coop we call it the computing coop um, so but on a, on a winter day where it's five below we we want all that heat so we can we can retain that heat circulate that back down and it's you know 65 or 70 degrees in the computer room all winter as a result of that. So, uh, yeah, there's definitely some challenges with it.
0: So, whether it's using, you know, the ambient air, temperate climate to cool Mm -hmm. the facility or, you know, thinking about hydropower, which is affordable green power, how do those things align with a large company's sustainability goals and, you know, your, your footprint companies are obviously conscious of of those things and and how does that fit into the company culture uh
1: it's you know it's definitely uh something that i think uh i think all large corporations uh have to pay attention to um and and yahoo in particular was was concerned with it and site selection where they chose to build uh you know and invest um and and now as part of oath and um and we're both as part of Verizon, and so you know Verizon's very interested in, in what we're doing here. I was very happy to find um, that we were not only uh, you know deploying data centers that leveraged uh, renewable energy, but because we don't do this mechanical cooling, we're extremely energy efficient. So so we don't use huge amounts of energy that go into the cooling and heating of a data center, which would be typical uh, for a data center of this scale. So. So not only we we you know have that renewable footprint, but we've reduced the total amount of energy we consume. Both huge wins. Um, and and you know Verizon has a sustainability team that uh, you know was uh, was very interested in learning more about that. Uh, most large corporations have to um, you know or choose to rep- uh, report in a carbon disclosure uh, you know materials every year, and, and that report comes out, and they score uh, most large corporations on how they're doing in these areas, and uh, and uh, you know that can bring a lot of negative attention to a brand or to a company, and, and for us it's been a it's been a win. It's been a positive story to be able to tell in the community and and um, you know uh, you know at large within the data center uh, the, the groups that we participate with.
0: One of the other things that we like to put in our marketing materials or collateral is uh, Buffalo's aversion to risk of natural disasters. And when you're dealing with something like a data center where you have so much money invested in the equipment, you know, in in the buildings, is that something that's important to you guys or, or an added benefit, you know, even if on the margins?
1: Yeah, no, that's a major, major component of, of selecting a site. Um, risks from all different uh, kinds of, uh, you know, uh, weather, natural disasters, things like that, that that Western New York checks a lot of boxes there. in avoidance of uh, the big one we have to contend with here is snow. And we can we can deal with snow, um, yeah. but snow
0: melts. Yeah, snow melts,
1: <laughs> and uh, we're creating a lot of heat anyway with our buildings, so snow doesn't uh, necessarily accumulate around them. We clear it clear it out and keep you know stay functional. And the people that work here and live here are used to to dealing with that. Uh, earthquakes, hurricanes, floods, tornadoes, uh, major. Those are uh, much much bigger risks. Um, you know, from for, from disrupting data centers, and there's you know a lot of uh, you know case studies out there where um, you know that's a that's a risk you take with certain geographies that we don't have to contend with here in Western New York, and we're, we're very happy to not have to do that. Yeah. All right.
0: So the last thing I wanted to touch on is just the uh, the power of the of the data center up in Lockport. Um, if you could put it in context for people and myself of uh, you know, any numbers that you can share.
1: Yeah. Um, so the data center in Lockport, uh, uh, you know, depending on, you know, where we are in a cycle, might be using uh, somewhere between 15 and, and 20 megawatts of power. Uh, and that's enough power uh, for a, a small, you know, pretty pretty decent-sized uh, town. Um, so, you know, like I said, a lot of uh, concentration of the hardware, and when you walk through... Our building, um, you know, there's there's uh, tens and dozens of these what we call pods, and each pod uses about 200 kilowatts of power, and 200 kilowatts of power is good for maybe 150 or 200 homes. You know, we have dozens of those over and over again in our building, so uh, that's something. uh, Like I said, we don't take lightly, and that's why the energy efficiency uh, aspect is a huge focal point for us. Uh, Not only do we have a design that lends itself to that, but you have to operate it too. We've got a fantastic team up there. Uh, that really uh, keeps our eye on, on things and make sure we're always running in that optimum uh, curve and 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 being responsible with with the power we do use. All right.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you very much for coming in. Uh, I just have a quick couple of blizzard round questions for you oh, wow. uh, before we finish up. Great. If you were a flavor of ice cream, what would you be?
1: Oh, it would be. Um, Paula's red velvet donut ice cream from Lake Effect. It is my favorite. Sure, that, I'd be that all day.
0: Probably the best answer <laughs> ever. <laughs> a uh, a book or TV show that you'd recommend?
1: Um. I just I just read testimony, the Robbie Robertson story. It was, uh, in the, the band. And that was that was really enjoyable. I, I learned a lot about the okay. band.
0: Yeah. Uh, text or phone call?
1: Text. Yeah.
0: Bills or sabers? Sabers. Bills played very poorly <laughs> yesterday. Save it, you're giving us hope. Yeah, uh, hiking or skiing? Oh, I used to be a skier, but it's more hiking now. Yeah. And last question: chicken wings, drumstick or flat?
1: The, the, the variety is part of the the benefit there. I'd say I'd say flat if I had to choose one. Yeah, flat. You
0: but you don't care much.
1: No, I I like the variety. Yeah, if you don't have the variety, variety is part of the deal. But yeah. you can't you can't. Like you can one-handed drums, you can't. You can't one-handed fly. You kind of got to get in there. So right. flat, yeah.
0: Okay, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it.
1: Great, thanks for having me.
0: Bellringer is a podcast by Invest Buffalo Niagara, the region's privately funded nonprofit marketing and economic development organization. Please rate this podcast, follow our social media channels, and read our blog at buffaloniagra.org for the best of Buffalo Niagara. Come grow your business with us.